today we are looking at Matthew chapter 11 verses 25 to 30 which is on page 977 of the church bibles at that time Jesus said I praise you father lord of heaven and earth because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now over to Nico. So we started a few weeks ago uh, a new sermon series on life in the world, and we're looking at what it means to be a Christian in the world we live in. Um, and, and one of the things we, we wanted to do starting this term is every term to have a practice that we, we focus on, a spiritual discipline, a habit that we want to focus on to, to help us uh, have those practices much more into our lives because we realized that we are preaching them like every week but then we jump from one to the other and then you, you, it's quite hard to follow up. So every term we'll have one practice we'll follow and this term we are going to practice resting. Uh, and it's, it's mainly because we believe that in a restless world what we need more than anything else to be a non-anxious presence in this world is to rest and actually uh, thank God the Bible is full of rest, and uh, actually God commands us to rest, which is really good news for all of us. Um, so this is going to be our practice for the term. And um, I don't know about you, but growing up, um, rest was never on the top chart of practices, was it? It wasn't one of the things I heard preached about too much. It was all about uh, sharing the gospel and all great things, but there wasn't any talk about rest. Actually, uh, church seem to stress us out quite a bit because you're either feeling guilty a lot of the time or you're added to so many activities that you didn't have any time to rest. You're in church on Saturdays and Sundays and in the week it's like where is there any space for rest? Rest wasn't seen as something, uh, a good thing nearly. Uh, at least that was my experience growing up. And St. Ignatius says Sin is the unwillingness to trust that what God wants for me is only my deepest happiness. Sin is our unwillingness to trust that what God wants from me is only my deepest happiness. And, um, and I don't agree 100% with that, but, but I, I like the concept that God brought us to life for us to enjoy life. It's not only a list of chores. It's not only about all these things you have to do as a Christian. Actually, God invites us to relationship with him. He invites us to have a life of joy. And I think somewhere down the line, we, we've kind of missed that as, as the church of Jesus. And that's why we want to bring this back into our community life and say this term, 
what we'd love you to practice is rest. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Um, so um, let's start with um, a bit of Bluey wisdom. Does anyone know who Bluey is? Yes? I love Bluey. We, we stopped having Bluey because we, we cut our TV license for like a month and then Rugby World Cup st started and I have to go and come back to our TV license. And we've got Bluey again on BBC. Um, and I love watching Bluey with my kids. To be honest, if, if, I, if I were brave enough, I'd probably watch it by myself without them. But I'm not that brave. Um, and, and Bluey is, is this... Uh, cartoon show uh, about some, some dogs and just a family of four that have a bit of fun together, they rest together, they play together, um, uh, and actually the dad is so cool that he suddenly puts this bar up for us dads that sort of then we can never reach, so I'm never going to be like Bluey's dad. But um, let's go for a little Bluey wisdom. So uh, I've started following on social media this, um, this um, group that's called Bluey Dudes, and basically they just post images of Bluey and share some wisdom. And this is the first one. It says, never have I felt so seen as a parent as the first time I saw the back seat of the car in Bluey. Um, and ours is much worse most of the time. Um, and then it says, I used to be cool. I used to do fun things. Now I just argue with a smaller version of myself about everything. And then one day we decided we were tired of sleeping in and doing whatever we wanted in a clean house, so we had kids. Um, and this is kind of the, the rest we are talking about and needing. But here's the, the proper wisdom, bluey wisdom. We can't all look good at the same time. It's either me, the kids, or the house, or none of them, um, I would say. Um, uh, and I think just life is complicated, isn't it? It just... It's, it's out of our hands many times. Um, I, I went to, to drop um, Sammy at school, and, and we now have Sammy, at least, is in Cunnington, which is our local school, which is great because we can walk there. Uh, the problem is that then they have all their assemblies here, and I have to appear with a dog collar talking about Jesus to them. So I have to try and more or less sort of keep face a bit when I'm dropping kids off. Um, and, and when I was picking them up um, this week, actually, um, they have a, a little um, scooter park, uh, and there's a, there's a teacher standing there. It's just where everyone comes out. They grab the scooters and come out. And, uh, and Sammy decided, who's four, he decided he really needed to go to the toilet. And he really, really needed to go to the toilet. And I was saying, okay, let's go out. And I don't know, we just go to a tree or something. And he said, no, no, I've found a spot here in the scooter park. So he went to a, a corner in the scooter park in front of the teacher, in front of parents coming in. And I suddenly thought, I can't stop this. So I went to our buggy and I started sort of looking at the buggy like as if I couldn't see what was happening. <laughs> so it's very much a, oh, let's see if there's some biscuits here and see, see what happens. And suddenly Toby saw that Sammy was in the toilet and was like, oh, yes, it's pee time. So he, he went running off and instead of going to the corner, he turned around and was like, look, daddy. He put down, he's like, he's very proud of when he, where, when he goes to the toilet. Uh, so he turned around and it was just like everywhere and everyone was walking by and I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to hide myself. I don't know how to escape this situation. And, um, and obviously you can see the teacher there. I'm thinking in the next assembly, they're going to see me up front with a dog collar. Um, and I just realized that there's, there's so much, that's so much of what life is. Like all these things happen 
that we have no control about. We can't control interest rates going up and now suddenly our mortgage has gone up and we don't know how we're going to pay it. And we can't control the fact that sort of Benji's in school in Ashton and we have to travel up and down and then work till midnight to try sort of compensate the hours or, or the workload. There's so much we can't control. We can't control energy prices. Uh, there's, there's so much around us that is just uncontrollable and, and it sometimes just feels relentless and overwhelming and we... We don't know what to do with all of that. And the invitation from Jesus is, I know all of that. I know that life is overwhelming. I know it's relentless. But come and find rest in me. And that's what we're going to look at today is how can we, in the midst of all the chaos, and don't get me wrong, life of three little boys is complete chaos, uh, how can we find rest in him? So if, if you relate to that just a bit, then hopefully uh, th there's something to hear today that might be relevant to you today. I was listening to uh, a podcast the other day, and someone came up with this, um, with this article from the New York Times, and I thought this is, is really interesting. It talks about not only is life already full-on, we, we also have little gadgets and make it even more full-on. Um, and it's an article by a guy called Andrew Sullivan, who's not a Christian. And he says, I used to be a human being. And he talks about an endless bombardment of news and gossip and images has render, rendered us manic information addicts. It broke me. It might broke, break you as well. And he, he basically said that he had to go to, uh, to a place where they asked him for his phone. He couldn't have his phone for an hour. And he started get, getting panic attacks. And he started like, putting his hand in his pocket all the time. Uh, and he realized how, how addicted he was to information and to, to just being bombarded with things. And how he couldn't really rest. He couldn't relax. He just was so into everything that's happening. Uh, and I think, therefore, in the world we live in, with everything we have, the relentlessness of life and worry and problems we can't control and our little phones and our TVs and everything going on, we need to rediscover rest. And I don't think we've been great with that. So, what do you think of when you think of rest? So, I went to Unsplash, which is our provider of free images which we can use on PowerPoints and stuff. And I just typed in rest because if I go on Google, I can't then use the images for copyright reasons. So, um, I went on Unsplash, and this is what rest look, looks like according to Unsplash. Looks quite good, doesn't it? This one. This one. What does rest look like for you? When you think of rest, what do you think of? Do you think of sleeping? Do you think of uh, a lie-in? Do you think of going out and having supper somewhere? Do you think of a holiday? Do you think of doing sports sometimes, playing football or going for a walk? What's, what's rest for you? What do you think of when you think of rest? And the last image I found, I found wasn't that restful. I thought, this, this is... This is theoretical rest, because I'd be really stressed, um, especially nowadays with electrical cars. Can you imagine? Oh, I'm just going to hear a car, and then an electrical car comes, zoom. Um, so, um, but this is an image of rest. So let's look at what the Bible says about rest. And we're going to start with the beginning. In Genesis 2, it says, On the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day 
from all his work that he has done. And I think we, we start getting from the first bit in the Bible to the end, we find rest everywhere. Revelations 21, 22, the end of the Bible, talk about nearly a place of rest. And Genesis, the first book, starts with rest. God creates a world and then rests. And the interesting thing about the creation story is that he, he creates a world in seven days, rests the seventh day. But on the sixth day, he creates mankind, Adam and Eve. So what's, what's Adam and Eve's first day? Day one for Adam and Eve is they're created. Next, wake up next morning, what is it? It's a day of rest. They start from a place of rest. And the whole of the message of the Bible is an invitation to rest in God. Throughout the whole story of the Bible is an invitation to rest in God. Think of Jesus' message. He died on the cross for us, so that we don't have to do anything to earn his love. And then we start from a position of rest. We don't have to do anything to earn his love. We start from rest, and then we say, oh, this is amazing, I'm going to share it with other people. But we start from a place of rest. The first humans started from rest are... Our salvation, our relationship with God starts from a place of rest. And I think we've missed the point, um, especially in the last sort of 70 years. Um, because for, for years, the Christian faith, basically, or Christian nations, or Christendom had a Sundays where it was a day where people would go to church and there's nothing else on offer. So people had to go to church, if not you were bored at home. And that meant all the churches were nice and full and pretty easy to to be a, a vicar at the time. So people just had no other choice. Um, uh, and then the, the world moved on, and now everything's 24-7, everything's non-stop, uh, and everything has moved away from having a time of rest. Um, and therefore, we want to rediscover what it means to rest. In Mark 6.31, Jesus, Savior of the world, God made man, what does he do? He says, and he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure, even to eat. And again, what we see here, what is Jesus doing? He's in the middle of three years where he's going to prepare people to completely change the world. He's saying, this is my plan. I'm going to revolutionize the world. I've got three years to prepare a team to do that. And what does he do? He gets them to come out and rest. So at the heart of it is God invites us to rest. And the Greek word for, for rest is pretty similar to ours. It's a word called anapao, which means the cessation of motion, business or labor. It's to stop moving, doing business or labor. It denotes a temporary rest or respite, for example, for soldiers. So soldiers had this time where they weren't fighting, where they could rest so there's two ways we rest, and both are good and healthy for us. There's normal rest, just like anyone else. If you're burnt out, if you're tired, if you haven't slept well, how do you react to things? If you're very tired, you have a very stressful day at work, how do you react to conflict? You snap, don't you? I can see that very easily when, when I've got uh, something that's boring me, something that's stressful, uh, and then I have to... Uh, deal with the kids, I can realize that I, I react badly, much quicker, and much more cranky uh, when that's happened. When I haven't slept well for a few days, then you become cranky, and, and you just don't respond the way you would. So what's the solution to that? 
sleeping better, isn't it? It's resting. There's, there's no magical answer. Uh, and what's the fruit of the Spirit? The fruit of the Spirit is love, patience, joy, kindness. And how can we live that out if we are not resting, if we are relentless, if we are close to burnout? We can't. We need to rest. We need normal rest. And actually, that's part of what the Bible invites us to do, just rest. But then we've got the rest in God, which is uh, what, what God uh, talks about uh, more, I would say, in the Bible. This is where Jesus says, come to me and I'll give you rest. There's a normal rest, but there's also a rest that comes from him, that comes from engaging with him. And it has to do a lot with trusting God, with saying, okay, you've got this. And actually he says, yes, I've got it. And he said, I've always got it. You just need to remind yourself that I've got this. Um, and we've seen as a church a lot of, a lot of uh, gods doing that. Um, uh, as a lot of you have been aware, in the last few weeks we, we said a goodbye to lots of great staff. And we actually said goodbye to four members of staff. And staffing churches is quite hard. Uh, and it's quite hard to get the right people uh, with a, a real heart for God and who are, are willing to earn less in, in, than in the secular world and who, who just want to do things. And we've, we've seen God provide that uh, Three months, four people left. In one month, we, we hired a, a full set of new staff. And it's just because God is in this. Uh, and God wants to remind us, I am in this with you. You're not alone. Uh, and that's where we can rest in God. And I remember I was, even, I was chatting with, with Chris, who was our, um, was our, our church manager. Uh, and we were chatting about, well, who is going to apply to this job? It's quite hard to find the right person. And, and he said, God's got this. And I said, God's got this. And what happened? God's got this. And we get able to rest in him. So let's, let's continue with our passage today. I won't go into too much detail. But Jesus says, and we love this bit, don't we? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, and what, what I find from this is that it's not only about normal rest, it's not only about trusting God, but it's also when we come to Jesus, his presence is rest. Being with him is restful. Does that, does that make sense? It's just being in his presence provides rest and peace to our souls. And that's the invitation from Jesus is, come to me and I'll give you rest. So not only come and I'll sort your stuff. So not only come and uh, all these things that are worried, you're worried about, I'll, I'll, I'll work on them. It's come to me and I'll be your source of rest. And I wonder how many times when we are tired do we come to the source of rest or do we try and find rest in our things? And this is the invitation from Jesus. If you're tired, if you're exhausted, if you're worried, Come to me, and you'll find rest in me. Exodus thirty-three fourteen says, and I love this bit. And he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. This is God speaking to his people. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And I don't know how much of this you, you try and live out or, or you, you, you sort of discover in your personal life. 
But when, when I'm worshiping God, when you're in a good worship session where you feel you're meeting with God, don't you feel rest? So you feel like nothing else matters. Do you feel like, okay, I've got all these worries, all these problems, but God's got this because you feel his presence in you. You feel the Holy Spirit coming into you. It's in, in that that we find our rest, in that presence of God. That is much more than a lack of problems or a stopping, but I would call a positive rest or a positive peace. Um, when we talk about peace, we tend to talk about sort of lack of conflict. A time of peace is where there's no war. A time of peace is where everything's a bit quieter. But actually, the, the Bible's concept of peace is like a positive presence of God in us. It's more than lack of conflict. And rest in Jesus is more than trust in him. It's more than being relaxed and not stressed. It's more than being non-anxious. It's his presence in us. That gives us peace and give us, gives us comfort. And that's the invitation from Jesus to us. Come and find rest in me. So we've talked about uh, the three. I don't know why I chose this picture. I just thought it was quite funny to, to do the, the rest one which, with all the problems around you. And if you can just relax. Um, hopefully no electrical cars in Scotland or wherever this is. Um, but the three things we talked about was we need to rest and next week we're going to talk about Sabbath and a bit more practical how can we, can we rest. So I'll be talking about this a bit. So if, if you don't like this, you probably come to evening service instead. Um, but we, we'll be looking at sort of prioritizing rest and how we can do it in a much more practical way. Um, but we talked about trusting God and a God who provides that he's got this. And... Um, I shared this in the evening service two weeks ago um, because I was quite impressed by what God was doing in, in the last sort of month or, or two months. Just we, we heard stories of people being healed. We st- heard, stories, heard stories of people coming to faith for the first time uh, and people just discovering God. And, and one of the things that um, we were praying about as, as a family was uh, that we wanted to go to Argentina to visit our, our family. And um, last year, I realized, uh, we started realizing that actually Easter next year is the first weekend of the holidays, which means that on Monday after Easter, it's a great time to go and travel to Argentina because August is horrible because it's winter there. Christmas is always in the middle of the holidays. So we can't go to Argentina, fly 18 hours for um, for a week, so it, it felt like this is a great time to travel. Uh, the problem was that as that happened, uh, interest rates started going up, energy bills started going up, and uh, flights are like twice the price they were uh, a few years ago pre-COVID. Um, so, so we were like, well, we, we'd love to go, and suddenly we, we got to this point um, maybe in May when, when we started looking at the tickets to we said, okay, maybe we can't go because um, it's too expensive and it's not the, the right time. We, we don't have the finances to do that. Um, but I was checking every week or so uh, the prices, and the prices were around £4,000, a bit more uh, for the five of us to travel. And we were like, oh, it would be lovely, but we can't. And just thinking, is it worth sort of using a lot of our savings and not, not having then a buffer for, for the year to come? And as we are thinking 
thinking about this and praying, I think both Sonia and I were a bit annoyed with God sometimes, saying like, come on God, we've traveled eight, uh, 12,000 miles to, to come to a different country, we felt called by you, uh, we, we can see you doing some really nice things around us, uh, but we, we can't take our kids back to Argentina to meet their grandparents and see their cousins, and, and f- felt a bit unfair, uh, even though we are asking for quite a big thing. Four grand isn't a small ask. Um, so, so we were a bit like in, in that tension, but, but we sort of gave it up. It's, it's, more, it's not something we needed, but something quite nice. Uh, and then uh, one day I met the bishop, and I was chatting, chatting with the bishop, and I, and I did throw in a little complaint about maybe you should uh, raise clergy salaries. <laughs> As you do, like, with speaking with your boss, you can sort of do that. Uh, and, and, um, and he said... Yeah, no, sorry, like, we can't because of different reasons. Uh, and, but he said, uh, I- I'll come back to you. And he came back uh, a week later. His secretary came back and said, look, we've got a, a well-being grant uh, as part of a diocese, and we'd love to give you some money. And he sent us £2,000. Now I like the bishop more. Now you can come and listen to him <laughs> tonight. You can give him a hug tonight and say, thank you, Bishop Andrew. Um, and, and then I said, okay, for £2,000, it's worth going to Argentina. So we went, we bought the tickets, uh, and actually the night we bought them was the, the cheapest, I think it was the day after we received the grant, uh, it was the cheapest I'd seen for, I, I think, ever. We paid £3,750, which was more or less £400 less than, than normal. Um, I was like, thank you, God. Uh, and, and then um, Harry taught, told me about this uh, clergy support thing where you can just sort of send a message and, and see what happens. And I sent a message, uh, and they came back, and they said, we, we've granted you a grant of £1,900, which uh, covers literally the flight to Argentina for all of us, the taxi there, and the taxi back. So door-to-door, we can get to my mom's house uh, with the exact money that the, between the diocese and this fund gave us. And it's just a, a way of saying, okay, God's got this. Uh, and we didn't, we didn't need to travel to Argentina. We'd survive without traveling to Argentina. But we wanted that. And, and we, we felt it was a nice thing to do for us and the kids. And God's provided 100% exactly what we needed. And isn't that amazing that we can trust in God? We can actually come and rest in him. And he will provide. Um, and I'm not saying go and buy flights to wherever you want to go. And God will provide. But... But there is, I can just see that sense of rest in God in that, that we didn't really need it, but he felt it was good, it was going to be good for us, and he provided for us. And that's the invitation, I think, for all of us, not only to rest in, in the Sabbath way or in ways we're going to look at next week, it's also to trust in God and to remember to be with God that he is with us, that he will go with us wherever we go, that he is the source of peace and love and joy, that his presence goes with us and can give us rest. And that's where I want to finish today, is to remind us and for us to open up our hearts and our minds and our spirits to say, God, I want to find rest in you. I know this life is a bit relentless. I know we've got worries. I know there's all these things that are completely out of my control. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. But I want to find rest in you. And Jesus' promise is not that he might give us rest. It's not that he might go with us. What's the promise? The promise 
my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So it's up to us to accept that invitation. It's up to us to say, yes, God, we want that rest that comes from you. We want that peace that surpasses all understanding that your Bible talks about. We want to say, okay, we've got all these worries, and we're not going to neglect them, and we're not going to sort of live without them, but we want to find rest in you. So I'm going to invite us to stand. And maybe you, you want to stretch out your, your arms as a sign of wanting to receive from God his rest, his peace, his presence. And we're just going to ask God to give us rest. Because we can't manufacture that. We can't do that by playing nice music. It's his presence that comes and gives us rest. So let's invite him to give us rest. God, you provide rest. You're the one who gives rest. Your Holy Spirit comes and gives us peace and gives us love and gives us joy and gives us kindness and gives us gentleness and gives us self-control. But only you can give a peace that passes all understanding. Only you can provide rest. There's a rest that only you can give, that only your presence with us can give us. Holy Spirit, we just pray that you'd give us rest now. That you'd come and embrace us. Come and love us. Come and be with us as we choose to draw near to you today. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill us with your presence. Give us peace. Give us rest. We choose to come to you. And if you feel you'd like to be prayed for, just go to, to the corner and the team will be praying for you. But if you want to just be with God, just stand and worship him and be with him as he provides his rest and his presence to us.